0: You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. Hi, I am Abir of and welcome to this edition of Mint Guru Portfolio. Small cap and mid cap investor Ayush Mittal credits his father S. P. Mittal for the timely push into the market. After becoming a full time investor in 2008, Mittal did a lot of collaborative work on research forums where he met seasoned investors. He ended up collaborating with a friend, Donald Francis, who created ValuePicker.com, a research and discussion platform for investors. Ayush's brother Pratyush Mittal joined the family business after he did his chartered accountancy and Ayush and Pratyush created Screener.in and Dallalstreet.in. Ayush also manages a portfolio management service named Mittal Analytics Private Limited. The PMS has assets under management of around 100 crore and manages funds for close family and friends. Ayush Mittal, co founder of Screener.in, shared his portfolio details, investment strategy, love for small and mid cap stocks, and his financial journey for the special Mint Series Guru portfolio. Let's listen in. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. If you can begin with your financial journey, uh, how did your initiation happen into the stock market? What motivated you to join it? Your family background, educational background, yeah if we can start from there.
1: Of course, of course. So I Abhinav, mean, uh, for me, usually in the Indian context, we see that uh, stock market is not considered to be a very good place and people don't like their kids to venture into this area. So uh, uh, it was opposite for me. Uh, my dad, he started investing very early. Uh, Right. Like uh, he started in early 70s or 80s and uh, all by himself from just a very, very little capital. And uh, he was doing a CA and uh, then some family tragedy happened and he had to join his family business. And there he realized that equities is a very good way of deploying, uh, using uh, uh, surplus funds to use. And that is where he started doing small small experiments and he got good success and he uh, ventured full time to it. While uh, uh, I think it's normal for as a kid not to try to do something what your father is doing. So initially I wanted to go into software and all. But uh, after class 12th, I realized I was not able to crack IITs and all. So at that time, my dad was timely pulled me back into the investing thing that, uh, you know, he has learned over so many years by so many failures and so many mistakes. And uh, he felt that it might be a very good area for me. So from there, I started helping him just taking out printouts you know uh, just compiling quarterly results at that time internet had just come so it was a incentive for me to go online uh, get to use the internet modem and compile the quarterly results and give it to him for the companies he was interested in
0: which uh, year was it this
1: would be early 2000 2001 or two maybe okay. so that was my high school at that time and uh, But soon I could see that it was very logical. You know, uh, at that time, uh, all I had to do was just try to look for companies which have posted very good numbers, which have posted very bad numbers and provide them a summary. And in some time you can see that the companies which are posting good numbers end up doing very well. And that has been a pattern with me for a long time. And that's why I got interested, very passionate about it. I did my CA in 2008 and uh, post that I went full time into the world of investing and uh, while uh, while being a full-time investor i used to do a lot of online um, uh, collaborative work research forums and all and i met some excellent people uh, that way that's how i got to network with really super people in the investing domain and uh, uh, and and I ended and I ended up collaborating with a friend Donald wherein we created our online platform ValuePicker.com, which is amongst the most popular platform in India today for uh, research and collaborative uh, discussion or learning. And uh, post that my brother joined me uh, joined us after completing his CA and he created the website screener.in, which is again the most used platform today in India. And Screener.in is a tool by which people can really reduce and automate their Mm -hmm. research process and get lots of in-depth data about listed companies. Yeah, so that's a bit about the journey in brief.
0: So uh, your father must have told you about any any memorable picks, any big uh, wins over the years, any stocks that you can name?
1: lots of them, so I, he's still the most passionate investor he wakes up uh, at 4 in the morning and he's everyday on trying to find some new ideas or something so, uh, but at that time one stop from which from which I learned a lot from him was uh, uh, Torrent Power, Surat Electric uh, so at that time I think that company used to be trading at less than two 300 crore market cap, this is way early in 2000 I'm saying, and uh, lots of power reforms were coming. And uh, he used to tell me, he used to show me the annual report of this company and sh- tell me, ki, see, isme, how do you learn about it? Like, uh, most of the people will say that there's a lot of loan on the balance sheet. But he used to say that actually it's not loan. Why? Because it is a consumer deposit. Like you give deposit as a money whenever you take an electricity connection, but you have never got back that money. So this is a zero-cost uh, deposit that a company is getting from so many consumers and that's a, that's an asset rather than a liability as we see, as we accountants speak about. And that's a big big lesson for me because it's it's a different way of looking at things. And right. I think many often these small small insights go a long way. And uh, that wounded 300 crore market cap company would be more than I think, I won't be surprised if it would be more than 50,000 crore market cap today. So, though we couldn't ride it all along, but uh, that was a very valuable lesson as to uh, uh, how do you see things a bit differently.
0: Right. And, and when did you started investing in market? In which uh,
1: year? Same time, same time, like from 2002, 2003, I just after a year or so, I got interested and uh, I used to do it with very small amount of money or uh, yeah, that way it used to work.
0: Right, right. And any strategy you had at that point of time?
1: Honestly, even today we don't have any sp- uh, strategy as such because uh, 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 I think investing is something which is very, very dynamic and uh, every few years you feel that what you were doing was wrong or you were doing so immature and you, you learn and you evolve every 3-4 years. And uh, But yeah, largely it is still the same wherein we try to focus on small and mid-sized companies Uh, We try to look for companies which are quite unpopular, which are not known well, which are not discussed widely like we have never even owned any company which is more than 10,000 crore you can say in a meaningful manner. So we have focused on very, very small companies, uh, wherein we have tried to uh, look at their numbers, go by their balance sheet, go by their fundamentals and uh, uh, look for undervalued companies. look for companies which are trading very cheap despite doing good numbers or they have some unique products, interesting management capabilities, so those are some things that click to us more and that's what I've been doing from start.
0: Right. Uh, do you remember this first stock that you picked or the first initial few stocks uh, that you picked?
1: No, no not really, <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. right, any hits, uh, any big hit that you took the first stock where you burned your fingers?
1: First stock where I burned my finger was a very small steel company, uh, uh, Vasavi Steel Industry, and uh, because I was, I was like, I was at that time trying to work on lots of turnaround cases. Like, if you go back into history, and you see the period of two thousand three and four to two thousand seven eight, that was a crazy big bull market. Especially for the mid and small cap companies because at that time, lots of sectors which were never touched upon commodities, steel and all had a massive, massive turnaround. Many stocks became 30, 40, 50 times in a short period of three, four, five years. So at that time, what I could learn was that look for companies which are reporting some turnaround numbers and just Mm -hmm. jump in. So this was another small case of company where I felt that one or two quarters would came and they just jumped in. In fact, I. I started just managing my mom's money and it was I said that I'll manage this and I put some decent uh, allocation in the stock and it just went bankrupt so and why it happened I realized later that I never even cared to even read the notes to accounts so there were large liabilities large auditor qualifications but I was only so focused on some change in number that i just jumped into so that is the important lesson that I got after that and today whenever I invest I make sure that I at least look into the some schedules or some notes you account so that if there's any large liability, then okay, mm-hmm. be careful, do some more work before jumping in.
0: So uh, you said you focus on small caps, micro caps, uh, mid caps. During the time when you like uh, zero in on a stock, what is the process like? And this um, th- these caps require more research than large caps because the numbers are easily available. So how do you go about it?
1: Yeah. So there are two, three things to it. Like, uh, uh, first of all, t- talking about the process, how we come across these companies. So when you're investing in a middle, a small cap space, one thing for sure is that you have to turn around lots of companies. You have to look at hundreds of companies and, and we are a very diversified investor. So and diversification, diversification is must, I think, in this space because you will make a lot of errors. There are lots of things which will be uncertain and you just do it and there are lots of luck involved that you get lucky in some of the cases. So you do a lot of experimentations and you get lucky in some. So if you'll build a portfolio of 10 stocks, then maybe three, four will do very well. Two, three will do nothing and two, three will go really bad. But your portfolio will do well on an overall basis. So that's the thought process that you have when you invest in this space. Uh, To find some good ideas, there are several, several ways. Um, uh, One of the ways that we follow is that like my father says that, uh, like a farmer who has two seasons to grow crops, in stock market, we have four seasons. Like there are four quarterly results which come. So every time a quarterly result comes, we are very busy. We try to go through almost all the results. We try to look for companies which have posted some very good numbers and try to see what is the reason for change. Uh, they did some expansion or something has changed for them, why they are doing so well financially. So that is one key starting point. And that is where we have created the platform Screener.in. So on screener.in, we have created uh, algorithms by which you can define your mathematical requirement. Yeah? Like uh, we have a screen wherein we have defined that, okay, let me know for all the companies where the sales have grown 30%, profits have grown 30% year on year. And the P is still less than 25 So every day in the morning, I get a list of such companies which reported results yesterday, which meet this criteria. And that's a starting point for me. And apart from this, being in the market for so long, for over 20 years now, you have some sense of companies or sectors or ideas. So that becomes a bit easier now.
0: Right. Uh, so since the small cap, micro cap universe is much bigger compared to large cap. So what is the number of stocks that you target in your portfolio?
1: Uh, in our portfolio, at any time of uh, time, we have more than 30, 40 stocks, I would say, which form 60, 70% of the portfolio. We have a we have a concept of having a, a uh, you know a long tail of ideas so at any point in our family accounts we would be holding more than 100 stocks but many of those long tail of 50 ideas will be contributing very small percent of the portfolio those are more of things that we buy into we have a like foot in the door strategy like initially by a quick look like today uh, like your, in your previous question you said that in the mid and small cap companies data is hard to find but that is not true now 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 companies are required to disclose so much of data and at Screener.in what we have made it accessible to people is that for any company you are getting more than 10-12 years of data, p balance sheet, quarterly results, then the great rating report, annual report, DRHP, everything that you need for research at one place. So whenever we come across a new name, we do a quick look how the past numbers have been, what is the promoter holding, how is the balance sheet looking like. And if you get a bit interested, we try to buy some initial quantity. So that we get interested. Once the once the stock is in the portfolio, mind works; otherwise, it doesn't. So that's how we take a start. And as we get more insights, more conviction, many of them will sound off the idea to our friends based on the feedback. If you get more positive insights, you will you will try to increase your allocation. So that's how it happens. And uh, but yeah, 25, 30 stocks will form 60, 70% of the portfolio. That's how the portfolio construction happens.
0: Uh, coming to Screener, if you can tell us how did you come to establish it? How, how does it work? What is Screener exactly?
1: So, first of all, this has the site has been created by my brother Pratyush Mittal. Basically, like I shared that, I started working with dad along assisting him. But when Pratyush came into a family business of investing in 2010 or so, at that time but uh, he, he saw that we were doing a lot of manual stuff like we we used to take a newspaper in which there used to be lots of results in the saturday and we used to had a hard time looking at each number <laughs> it was a very tedious process collecting magazines and so many things earlier the data was not that much there also and yeah, earlier the data we used to get of companies was of hardly three years five years so we used to go back into the annual report compile previous data and do all that stuff manually and then they were uh, ratios were not available. So many things were not available at that time. This is 10, 12 years back. So at that time, when he joined, he said that, you know, this is very hard stuff. Let me shorten it. Let me do some automation around it. And he started writing some Excel sheets, like by creating macros and all, by which right. we can use and come to good results quickly and shorten our process. But he realized that once he created but we never ended up using it. So he improved it further. So he kept iterating it, improving it for next one or two years till we actually started using it. And as we started using it, he made it online on the cloud and he opened it to public. Till date, we have not marketed about it, but uh, uh, people just love it. And uh, 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 it has become one of the most popular platform in the investing domain. So on Screener.in, you will get uh, very in-depth detailed data about p balance sheet, Everything about a, about a company that you need for your research and also the credit uh, uh, rating reports and other data that you need to come across qualitative aspects of any company. And then you can also create tools and uh, alert features and uh, uh, screens by which you can uh, come across new things.
0: You also have a portfolio management services. Uh, yeah. So uh, what are the strategies there? How much AUM do you manage
1: Yeah, so uh, basically, uh, uh, we were doing a family portfolio management, uh, like family funds management for a long time. Uh, We started the PMS three years back in 2019, mid. At that time, small and mid caps were quite down under after a huge run after 2017. After 2017, many of these stocks were down 30-40%, the small and mid cap space. And that is where we felt that, okay, there's a lot of value and maybe some value creation can be done. And that's the first time we created this entity. And we took a SEBI license. However, uh, I I, I personally feel uh, 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 not too confident about scaling it up. I feel that what we are doing is something uh, too volatile and maybe risky also because it's the small and mid-cap space and many people don't have that uh, uh, risk profile and orientation for it. So we have kept it limited to some few friends and family. Uh, whom we are comfortable with. As of now, we are managing close to 100-odd crore in that PMS. Uh, this is apart from the family funds, which are outside the PMS. Uh, yeah, so 20-25-odd 20, clients are there. What is so the name of
0: PMS? I'm sorry.
1: Uh, yeah, so it is called MAPL, Value Investing Fund.
0: So now coming to your uh, personal portfolio, uh, how are you currently invested? Uh, and I'm talking about... Uh, In percentage terms, you can give ballpark uh, percentages, equity, debt, gold, uh, real estate, uh, alternative asset class. Sure.
1: We are a total hardcore equity people. We have never come on cash. So for the last 30, 40 years, despite so many ups and downs, and it is very hard, you know, when markets fall, especially when crashes happen, especially in the small and mid-cap space, your portfolio falls 50 to 70% at least every time. We have seen it at least three, four times, and it is very painful. So, I don't recommend anyone to adopt this, but uh, that's how it is. And uh, uh, 90, 85% of our net worth is in equities and only in small and mid-cap space. Uh, 10% would be in real estate and four, 5% would be in miscellaneous, some cash, jewelry and other th- things.
0: Okay, and uh, you don't hold any gold as an investment. I'm not talking about personal uh, consumption, uh, jewelry, and, but uh, yeah, investment.
1: No, 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 not apart from that. Gold okay, is only in the form of jewelry and all those things,
0: yeah. Okay, and real estate you are uh, keeping as an investment? Uh,
1: yeah, that that also used to be kind of a di- diversification thing for us because we are so much in equities. So Dad used to have a plan to uh, sell some equity and buy real estate during boom times. So that's what we try to do once in three, four, five years.
0: And uh, coming to market capitalizations, you said you are 100% in small and mid-cap. Yes. And now coming to the performance, and you can like share 5-year, 10-year uh, numbers, in um, annualized terms, how much has your equity portfolio performed?
1: We don't uh, measure our returns uh, in a proper or in a uh, uh, t- from time to time, but on a ballpark number, we can say that for a very long period, we uh, we have been lucky that our, uh, our portfolio would have done more than 30-35% each year.
0: And that would be 10-15 years?
1: At least more than that, more than 20-30 years.
0: So over the years, uh, if you have to mention one strategy that has worked for your portfolio and one that did not work for you.
1: It's not strategy, honestly. Uh, It's again um, that's, uh, 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 honestly, it's not uh, some specific strategy that has worked or not worked. We have just continued doing the same small and mid-cap thing that we have done since start. We keep trying to look for new companies where uh, something interesting is happening. And we try to be early. That's the thing that works for us. And uh, where we fail many often is what we have seen that during bull times, bullish times, we take shortcuts. We don't do too much of homework and we jump into companies where the debt was high, where the balance sheet was not good. There was a lot of equity dilution or working capital was bad. And uh, you go on some hearsay or you get aggressive and you get trapped. So that's where you make mistakes uh, again and again. But to minimize these mistakes, we have created algorithms like on Screener.in, there's a section wherein it shows pros and cons. So for each company, it will show you some positives and negatives. So these negatives, what it shows are based on our learnings of over the years, based on the balance sheet and numbers that wherein we sense that these things are mathematically not right and maybe one should be careful of. So that is what we have been doing. And trying to reduce the mistake part.
0: Got it. And which stocks would you say have contributed most to your portfolio?
1: So, as we have been in small midcap space, there have been lots of winners, and uh, uh, I think that that's how it has been in India. Uh, uh, but yeah, to name a few, uh, uh, some of the biggest winners have been Shivalik Biometal, Avanti Feeds, NGL Fine Chemical, Rossil, Godavari Power, yeah, Sandur. So. These would have been some very, uh, Bal Krishna industry, Astral, so these are some 7, 8, 10 names where, which did very well for us.
0: And percentage wise also, these were the biggest.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. So like in Avanti, it was a very big winner. It was, it became 50x, more than 100x actually. So that was a very, very large winner. And, uh, uh, and uh, yeah so and similarly many of these other names that i've mentioned have been at least 10x and more 5 to 10x more right any any
0: other name uh, apart from avanti shivalik or... has been
1: a winner because avanti was like 7-8 years back and uh, then so now the capital has grown so the latest recent winners have been like shivalik ngl godavari these have been big winners for us
0: and uh, do you invest in international markets, stocks or ETFs? Oh, no, no,
1: no. We don't have any money left from the Indian markets. Neither is the time to even think about international markets.
0: And in the current market setup, uh, are there any sectors that you are bullish on or sectors that you are bearish on?
1: Uh, we are not much of sector people. We are more of individual company people. Like we try to look for individual needs. And, uh, but thinking about it, I think uh, the usual thing that has worked for us is uh, export-oriented companies. We we prefer companies which are into exports and uh, they have worked very well for us. Uh,
0: that is your current view as well?
1: Yes, export. Uh, that, I think India has a natural advantage because what's happening is that if over the years our currency keeps falling and uh, Indian companies keep getting more competitive with time mm-hmm. Uh, And uh, then if you see we have a very good cheap labor which is skilled also and India has has been becoming a a second or third major manufacturing hub slowly and of late the reforms that are happening are really good for this space. So this is one space which has worked well for us and other than this usually pharma has done well for us. Uh,
0: Now coming to uh, personal finance details. Uh, how many months of emergency fund do you provision for? And in which form do you keep it? Uh,
1: so we don't keep any emergency fund. We believe that equity in itself is so liquid that you, if you need today, you can just sell today and you will get funds in three, four days. And it doesn't matter. Tomorrow if there's an emergency and I need funds, then I'll sell something and get a payout and uh, meet my obligation. But uh, but I'll give a tip. like uh, uh, What we also use as a facility is LAST. A loan against shares. Okay. So we have this facility for each of us account, even though we don't need it. Uh, this helps us in managing emergency funds. Like all of a sudden, if I need to pay money somewhere and I have not provision for it, or I have not, uh, mm-hmm. uh, then I can just use this limit against my shares. And then I can sell the shares and do the uh, finish that off in three, four years, uh, three, four days. Sorry. So th- this last facility is very helpful. Right. people are not aware of it and they u- don't use it but we feel we, we feel it's a very uh, cheap way to have a ready uh, uh, line of and uh,
0: what is your uh, life insurance and medical insurance setup like uh, we have both in place
1: uh, we haven't felt the need because we feel that uh, eventually if we are compounding money well enough then it will surely cover more like even all these insurance companies what they do they they take your money they try to compound it and they give back uh bigger money over a period of time so if right. we are doing the compounding well enough at our end then maybe that will meet the objective so but i think health insurance is something very important uh, uh, not the term the health insurance like uh, the medical thing
0: right yeah uh, and were you able to go on a holiday in the past year
1: uh, yes we so i keep taking holiday like we i try to travel at least uh, with family three four times a year uh, uh, so we went to northeast recently and uh, that was very nice that was a great experience
0: and when do you plan to take a vacation next
1: <laughs> no plan it can just suddenly happen you know your friends and uh, some people decide and you can take a take an off
0: And uh, one uh, lifestyle change, one change, uh, lifestyle change that you picked up during lockdown that will become permanent now.
1: I don't think so. There has been too many changes. Just two or three of them. One, I started doing a bit of walking, cycling, Uh, though I'm not regular again. But uh, during COVID and post that for some time, I was quite regular in it. And... uh, other thing we did is that we could start working from home which was not thought of before hmm. so now we have more flexibility at our end like if you're getting late busy we end up working from home and then we go to office after half and half a day or something like that so that flexibility has come i think
0: uh, last two questions uh, first is what does wealth mean to you
1: I think uh, wealth is uh, a freedom, like freedom by which you don't have to work for money and in a way money starts working for you. So that is what I've been able to think of till now. Yeah,
0: And uh, how do you identify yourself as an investor? Uh,
1: uh, My investing journey started by me trying to be a value investor, having read books of Graham, Buffett and all. But slowly, uh, I've been very flexible and uh, we try to find small companies which are growing, which have some unique product uh, niche. There's not too much of competition. They have some superior profitability metrics and uh, growth visibility somehow in three years, five years, whatever. But there should be some growth path. So maybe more of a growth investor now versus a value investor earlier.
0: Yeah, I wish I think uh, that's it from my side. It was a pleasure talking to you.
1: Same here, same here. Thanks a lot for your time and uh, nice set of
0: questions. That's it for today. If you have any questions, you can write to us at midmoney at the if you want me to cover any specific topic DM me at @abnocaller twitter to stay updated on this podcast follow HTSmartcast podcast on facebook instagram twitter youtube and linkedin to listen to more such podcasts log on to HTSmartcast.com or suno nine nazariye se